so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. God is a holy God, and He is serious about us walking in holiness. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. The Bible says, woe to those who isolate themselves or who don't have anyone there to pick them up when they fall down. The gospel hope is that we believe in a God who is engaged with His Son. I have had to come to terms with the fact that I live in a broken world and I live in a broken body. What if the one thing that we're praying for God to take away is the one thing He's using to make us more like Jesus. Welcome to the ERLC Podcast. I'm Trillia Newbell, Director of Community Outreach here at the ERLC. And we have been doing a series called How to Handle. We are looking at different topics and issues and situations that... We see, maybe we see it um, in the paper or maybe we see it on in articles, but there's really affect real life people. And we want to take it out of these just idea and think about how we can equip the church to serve people made in the image of God. And today I'm really excited to have my good friend, Lindsay Nicolay, who just recently became Nicolay. Yay! <laughs> On the podcast, she is the managing editor of content for the ERLC. So anything that you see on our website has probably passed through her eyes and her fingers for blogging. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for your work and for joining me here. Well, I'm so glad to join you, Trillia. It's fun. It is. Thank it you is for fun. inviting me to come on. Yeah, definitely. It's fun. It's exciting. But our topic is not. <laughs> no, no, that's not fun. <laughs> our topic is hard, um, mm -hmm. but it affects so many people. Right. And one of the things about our topic is that it's often done in isolation. Mm -hmm. So it's something that people maybe aren't talking about, but they struggle with. We're talking about addiction. And so we are going to be looking at thinking about addiction, but we're going to think about it not from the perspective of someone who was addicted, but someone who's been affected by addiction. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay, why don't you share a little bit about your story and help us? Yeah, start there. Okay. Yeah. I, so like Trillia said, I have not necessarily known addiction myself, except for struggled with some food things and exercise sure. things growing up. But I grew up in an alcoholic family from about the time I was five years old until uh, now, thankfully, this family member has been doing amazing, which we'll talk about later Praise when we yeah. speak about the hope that we have. But uh, for a long time, meant it meant lots of rehab stints. I mean, mm. emergency plane flights to try to take this person to a uh to a rehab place, uh, meant lots of confusion, lots of tears, lots mm -hmm. of anger. Uh, and 
also grew up in a family that had some pornography addiction Mm -hmm. as well, some sexual addiction going on there as well. So I have seen the way that addiction um, takes a hold of our hearts, that the way sin takes a hold of our hearts. And of course, we're holistic. So the way sin takes a hold of our hearts and the way that plays out and works together with the way we're fallen in all parts of our body is a mystery Mm. to me. And the Lord has humbled me in those ways. I've seen the way it can destroy families. Um, but then I've also seen the way that the Lord can work mightily and Mm. bring hope to any kind of broken situation. That's encouraging. Um, okay. This started, or at least that you are aware of at Mm -hmm. five, at what age did you realize what was going on? Yeah, that's a good question because I remember, I have some memories of when I was little and I would cry and tell this person that they just weren't themselves at night. Uh Um, And then as I got older, I remember high school, I, I always thought that it was just the way it was supposed to be. So I really didn't realize the brokenness and dysfunction in my family, probably until I grew up after I became a believer and was in seminary actually, and was around a lot of really healthy, Hmm. flourishing families that I began to see the dysfunction that I grew up in and kind of struggled with resentment about that. Sure. Wow. Which is interesting because that would mean then that it was almost normal. Absolutely. It was my normal. Yeah. It was your normal. And, and, and something that I somehow I guess you just coped with, and mm-hmm. were these struggles in private? Were they isolated? Were they Christian? Did they know Jesus? Uh, no, not at the time. Uh, we had grown up in church, going to a particular um, denomination, you would say, but at, we were not believers. It was just out of tra- tradition. Sure. And then once I became a believer, um, no. But now today, I would say that that they are, which yeah. is amazing. So why, So we know why this is important to you because mm-hmm. you experienced it. Why do you think this should be something the church should be talking about, thinking about, and wrestling through? Mm-hmm. Well, as I was thinking about this earlier, I remembered when I was in high school, I became a believer when I was about 14, pl- really plugged into a church when I was about 17, a junior, senior in high school. And I was, I thought this was normal and yet it was a source of great angst and frustration, but I didn't really know that I could talk about it or even how to put it into words. So I remember walking into church one Sunday evening cause we had Sunday night church, which I loved. And, um, we sang because he lives and that song still has, uh, just such a hold of my heart because I remember crying my way through it because I'd just come from an alcoholic episode that was happening, Mm. so broken, so discouraged. And yet the Lord was using that to minister to my heart and encourage me that because Christ lived, I could make it through. Um, But I was doing that largely in private Mm. because I didn't know. It wasn't that I wasn't welcome to share about it. It's just, I didn't know per se that this was a place where I could receive help and where I could share about it. Wow. So I think that's why it's important for the church to talk about it, to yeah. make the church a safe place. And I hate to use the word safe place because it's such a cliche, cliche so, yeah, thing to sure. say, but needs to be a place where people feel like they can come and take refuge yeah. and lay bare what it is they're struggling with and mm-hmm. start to dissect how it is that they can biblically deal with it yeah. and in in a community deal with it. We can call it a grace place. Yes, a grace place. Because that is what you'll need mm-hmm. in order to receive the hard stories Absolutely. that are around us that so many people are dealing with but not talking about. And right. 
Right. And for a 17-year-old, that's got to be – that's really hard. That's yeah. uniquely hard because you're a teenager. Right. And that's a that's a weight to bear. To bear. Yeah, yes. For, and as a – I was an only child oh. at that point and parents were divorced. So there was an, a particular weight to that as well. Yeah. And I think – it's important, like you said, we call it the grace place at church because a lot of times, and I've even learned and seen in my own self, um, when when we have family members or people that we love that are struggling with addictions, uh, it is not so much a grace place as it is a dogmatic place in the sense that we speak to things uh, that are almost, the psalmist says, too wonderful for me. They're, they're mm. beyond... There's things in scripture that are very clear, sin mm-hmm. issues and things like that, and it's clear how it needs to play out. There's other things in my experience, like with addiction, yeah. where how that plays out is not so clear. How to help a family member, how to counsel, how sure. the Lord is going to work is not clear. And a lot of times it absolutely makes no sense Sure, how things go. So the frustrating part of that is that people will say – you need to do this, this, and this. Have you read this book? Sure. Yep. And I would think in my mind, if you tell me to read another book or one more thing that I should do, I think I want to hurt you. But I know that's not right. Uh, be- Speaking of grace life. <laughs> yes. Because it's just not it's it's hard. not an A plus B yeah. equals C equation. No. And that's actually helpful for those who are listening because if you're in this situation and you're desperate, you're going to be looking for answers. And no one person is even alike, let alone an Addiction, though there's probably there's been studies, and we could probably look at things and and right. say yes, this is what typically happens when someone's journeying out of something that deep that is so a part of probably I would assume their identity mm-hmm. and who they are, um, let alone just have it. I can only imagine, and so that's a good word. That's a good word for us as we're thinking through this and how to care for people who are struggling with addiction is to not uh, lay expectations or set rules that are um, unrealistic and that aren't really going to be helpful. Right, and – making sure that we care for the person as a whole. So we speak truth and love, address sin and sin aspects, uh, but we also care for them in helping them get a shower or get them to the doctor if they need to go to the doctor, get them – if they need some medicine for a point in time, get them some – Get them to a rehab facility. It just is There is so – Beyond just not don't do this. Yes, it's so beyond – don't do this. Mm-hmm. Memorize more scripture. Though I would write scripture on our yeah. on our uh, we had a little chalkboard thing, and I would write scripture for this person, and yeah. um, would just trust because the word is powerful that that it would, this would just demolish all the strongholds, <laughs> and then yeah. lo and behold, no. no yeah. uh, but yet the Lord used the cumulative effects, yes, of Amen. His Spirit and His Word over time, yes, because He does. He's faithful to do that, and. Um, that's really encouraging just to think that you you were so faithful at such a young age. To- oh, well, any hint of faithfulness was God's well, yeah. amazing grace, of course. I made lots of mistakes. I was very, very angry. How it came out for me was anger. Sure. Because I just didn't – it doesn't excuse it, the sin on my part, but it was just confusing and yeah. intuitively I knew this wasn't how things were supposed to be. I couldn't fix things. Uh, so lots of anger, but God has shown much grace. Hmm. How would you encourage someone who is currently 
in that situation and they are trying to care for someone who is struggling with addiction. And I imagine um, anger would be mm-hmm. probably my response too. It mm-hmm. would be hopelessness, trying to fix it. Th- that would definitely be my response. Um, I could imagine I would be, well, just stop doing it. Don't do it, which right. is not gracious or it, it's not the way of the Lord. It's just not how you do. And so I just, I, I'm putting myself in this situation. These are the temptations I think I would have. How would you encourage someone who might be there? Yeah. Well, one of the first things that I like to say, because I feel like the Lord impressed this on my heart was uh, treat that individual as a person and not a project mm, or a problem. Good. Oh, that's because yeah. I would always try, especially in my youthful zeal as a believer, as a new believer, I so desperately wanted my family members to experience freedom and um, experience fellowship with Christ. And because of that, I tried to be Holy Spirit Junior in their yeah. lives, you know, and I tried to be the, the, the savior, small mm. s savior. Yeah. And, um, and funny enough, the Lord has used stuff in their lives that really didn't involve me all that much. They've, the Lord has used my witness, however imperfect it is, but those transformational moments came at at such anticlimactic times. (laughs) So, um, yeah, treat them as a person, not a problem or a project. They're not our projects. The Lord, um, has them in his care and he cares for them more than we ever would. Mm. So sometimes it means a a letting go, like an open hand Mm. releasing. I remember when I had to tell one of my family members that I would no longer take care of their mail, uh, Mm -hmm. during a current rehab stint and that crushed me. And it was part of realizing, okay, Lord, we've tried this, this, and this, it hasn't worked. I can't be an enabler. I've got to just entrust this person into your hands and trust you. Um, So that's the encouragement I would give. I would say always speak hope into the person's life. Ephesians uh, 4, is it around 29, I think, the Lord would always use to keep me from having a heart of anger mm. um, and to have a heart of forgiveness that I would forgive them, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. So mm. if God in Christ has forgiven me, my sins that should send me to hell, then mm. I, however justified, quote unquote, I might feel, I don't have any right to hold any kind of anger toward these, this person or my family members. Mm. So remember how you're forgiven in Christ so that you can extend that same kind of forgiveness. And, and then I would say also have right expectations. That's good. Don't Mm. expect it to be fixed overnight or to be fixed in one certain way. Mm. This might take many, many years. It might take many, many different methods and modes. Um, No one thing, as we talked about earlier, fits one person. Right. So have right expectations and then also never fail to speak hope into their lives. Yeah. I would always tell my this family member after another crushing season, a letdown of a promise, um, but you're not without hope. I'm upset, yeah. but you're not without hope because you're good. breathing and living and there's always hope if you turn to Christ. Mm. There is always hope because where would I be apart right. from him reaching out and saving me? Mm. That's encouraging. It makes, it makes me think of – the second commandment, to love our neighbor as ourselves. It just sums up really what you're saying. I mean, what we would desire if we were in that situation is that same love and care 
that you are describing. We would want that. And so for us to extend that love and care and, and seeing our friend or our, our, or our parent or our neighbor or our husband or our wife as um, image bearers. Right. And not to see them as anything but helps motivate that sort of love that you're you're really describing here. So if there aren't things like to take us from A to B and there's not a set of rules, how can the church be equipped to help? What what are there resources? Is there anything that you think, yes, maybe you can run here? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously a great resource to turn to at all times is it's God's word, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> God just hiding his word in, yeah. in our hearts, allowing his word to shape the way that we think yeah. so that we can have wisdom to apply his truth to situations. Um, I think a, a great resource is community. So mm. the importance of being in a small group or something like that at your church where you can have support and mm-hmm. you can share and people who are willing to walk the ups and downs, they know the ins and outs mm-hmm. um, so that they're not just trying to apply cliche things to the certain situation. They've mm-hmm. walked with you. I can't stress the importance of community to help uphold you. Mm. Um, I think as well, I was, I was trying to think earlier, but some like CCEF, some counseling yes, sure. type resources, Ed Welch, David Pallison, um, Brad Hambrick out of mm-hmm. Summit. You know, look up different and read widely, but look up different resources and articles um, with ACBC and mm-hmm. another counseling association. Look up the things on that and um, read widely about it mm-hmm. and look up different sermons and podcasts on the topic. But just know that you have to keep learning. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a constant learning process. Sure. Um, you're in it for the long haul. Sometimes the Lord delivers people right away. Sometimes it takes a long time and sometimes he never does and we have to trust him with that. But we can always have a humble, teachable heart um, to learn how to best help our brothers and sisters and or our neighbors. Yeah, no, that's really good. I One of the things that has come up on the podcast over and over and over again is the importance of community. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's every, every topic that we've talked about. We go back to community. And so there is obviously it's God's idea to build a church. It's God's idea for a family. It's God's idea that we would be in community with other people. And it's interesting how easy we can um, isolate ourselves, Mm -hmm. but yet we are so called to community. So I just wanted to pull that one thing out Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the list because I I I think if um, we, we need one another and we need to be able to say, when we need help and when we need help with how to love our neighbor and how to love people who are struggling in um, in this area. So how much do you encourage someone who's listening who's actually addicted? How would you encourage their faith? Oh, man. I would just say never give up. Don't give mm-hmm. up. I was trying to think of some verses earlier, but First Corinthians 6 talks about, you know, those who are – who practice – They're thieves and greedy and drunkards and revilers and swindlers, and they won't inherit the kingdom of God. But in verse 11, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified Mm -hmm. in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. And um, 
he makes us a new creation. The Lord makes us a new creation in Jeremiah 32. Basically, well, it says, Ah, Lord God, it's you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Mm. So if you're struggling with an addiction, I would say, remember, nothing is too hard for the Lord. You Mm. will fall down again and again. Things won't make sense. You will have a pull that's inexplainable. We know most of the time you hate what you're doing. They don't, people who are addicted a lot of times don't love the fact that they're making a mess of their lives, you know, and hurting others. Um, So... But that doesn't escape the Lord. He knows how he's made you. He knows how you're broken, and he knows how to put you back together again. And so never give up on hope and also get help. Have Be willing to, to bring people into your life who will walk with you. Some of those people may accidentally hurt you yeah. because they don't know how to help you. But I would say try not to be have a cynical heart bent about that. Realize they're just – they, they just don't really know what they're doing, right. which none of us do. No, you know? not at all. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, don't give up hope and don't mm-hmm. give up because there, it, the Lord's arm is not too short to save. Amen. Thank you, Lindsay. That's really encouraging. And I would encourage you listeners to go to some of the resources that Lindsay has talked about. Be open in um, your community group. Pray, seek the word, which is ultimately where we run mm-hmm. to Jesus and um and just don't do it alone. I keep going back there. Don't do it alone. Know that there are people who are um, willing and able to to carry, help you carry that burden. And ultimately, Jesus, who is our, he's our help, our hope, our only hope. So, Lindsay, thank you again for encouraging us. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, you've been listening to the ERLC podcast. I'm Trillia Newbell. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week.